You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, it is September 27th, 2022. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast NXT 2.0 and the three of us back together again. Isa cannot be held back by any storm, by any natural disaster. She is here tonight. Butch. We're live in effect. Butch. And ready to go to talk about the last of two pre-taped NXTs before next week, where we get NXT 2.5. Who knows what's in store? <laughs> Who knows? The logo's white now. White and gold. Uh, yeah. So good to see you, Isa. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm so happy to be back. So I, I missed you. The three best friends that anybody could have reunited again to talk about a pre-taped hey. episode. Let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. Alfred, let's dive into the news. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. As always, it's a very busy week for Tony Twitter fingers. Oh it centers now around his releases. And there is reportedly a doctrine now that Tony Khan will not be releasing anybody from under their AEW contracts. Of course, he had to come out in July and say that they are under five-year contracts, many of them. And suddenly, recently, there have been reports of potentially WWE reaching out to former WWE talent. And there's also been reports of certain talent asking for the release, but According to Tony Khan, there will not be any releases. There is a doctrine in AEW right now. We've seen a lot of wrestlers force their way out of contracts, so that doesn't necessarily mean we're not going to be seeing them. But Tony Khan is playing hardball. What do you think about this doctrine, Issa? I, I, I don't know. I feel like if we were hearing this from WWE, there would be a lot more criticism going towards the company than what AEW is getting right now. When people have openly said they want out of their contract and they don't get let out of their contract, it seems like a lot of heat goes into WWE. And I don't feel like AEW is getting the same amount of heat, you know, for this. And this whole thing has turned into a mess because it, it did seem like Malachi was getting his release, but now he's not. And I don't feel like people are being clear about what's going on, which leaves open room for speculation. So you can't be mad at people for speculating if you're not going to come out and, and be clear about what it is that's going on. Are they getting time off? Are they are they being released? I, I don't know what's happening. We saw Buddy Matthews do like a goodbye speech at an indie event this weekend, too. So I'm very confused about the whole thing. But I feel like we a wrestling fans need to give the same energy to both companies when these kind of situations happen. Well, I heard Malachi asked for his release and Tony Khan responded. I'm serious. I'm not going to sit back and take this fucking shit. So, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, Tony Khan's keeping that same energy. Uh, he is putting his foot down and he's not going to take this fucking shit. Nope. So uh, I was going to say, uh, Kelvin Alexander saying the White Rabbit CM Punk. Oh, oh God. 
He's a top contender. I wonder what the Vegas odds on that would be. Plus 1,500? Plus 2,000? <laughs> Make that bet. White rabbit Sam Punk. I love but, this White Rabbit stuff, by the way. I think it's Oh, incredible. it's incredible. And it led to a huge ratings bounce for SmackDown. It did a monster yeah. number. So I don't know how many people were pissed off that Bray Wyatt didn't come, but I thought that potentially he could show up then. It was either that or they're just going to keep making you chase the White Rabbit to Extreme Rules. So it has to be Extreme I didn't rules. think he was... I didn't think it was going to get paid off this fast. Like, even when we saw Bray Wyatt do the Firefly Funhouse with the thesis of The Fiend, that went on for weeks before The Fiend actually showed up on Raw. So if this is a Bray Wyatt thing, which is like the popular conspiracy right now, I see this going on for a couple more weeks before we see it paid off. Maybe Extreme Rules, like you said, but I can see this going on for a little bit longer. I'm having fun with it. I'm like, I'm a, I'm, I feel like an FBI agent. Yeah, and... Hopefully, WWE is able to keep benefiting from this because there are a lot of people who did think he was going to be there because they did a two-year high. But it just kind of shows the power of viral marketing. I really like it. I think it's an edgy new way to market that WWE doesn't typically do. And it's kind of bending a lot of these rules that we're accustomed to about you have to promote something on TV. We've seen AEW and now WWE really benefit. We saw AEW fill up a stadium by not even saying CM Punk's name. So this new style of marketing, I think, is starting to work. Yep. And uh, just uh, you talked about Malachi Black. That's actually our next story is Malachi Black. There was a back and forth of whether or not he was released. There was a report that Malachi Black had asked and been granted a conditional release. And now we're hearing this doctrine of Tony Khan saying nobody's being released. And it has since been reported that Malachi Black, he himself went on IG Live and he said he's not going anywhere. He says, hmm. brother, I don't know where you got this five-year number when Tony Khan in July said that he's under contract for five years. And this is a theme that we're now seeing as Issa alluded to with the Buddy Matthews quote-unquote send-off. Uh, a lot of people seeming like they're going to get the release, but now moving forward, it looks like a lot of people are going to stay under there, including Malachi Black, Issa. Yeah. <laughs> Malachi Black, I, I don't know, man. Like, cause he Didn't he also criticize the dirt sheets and the reporters when it was reported that Selena Vega was in the Performance Center and then it ended yeah. up being true? <laughs> he, has a happy, he has a track record of this. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know what to think anymore. But like I said a little bit ago, he posted a pretty lengthy post that seemed like a send-off, like a goodbye when the reports were being made that he was granted his release. And then he came back and kind of took it all back, but not really. He never openly, clearly say, hey, my contract is this long and I'm taking some time off and that's all there is to it. He still left he still left it up for speculation. So you can't get mad when people start speculating unless you or Tony Khan clearly open openly talk about the situation hmm. and is it true that in the source code of the webpage for the the white rabbit tees last night there were malachi blacks yes yes theme music lyrics that's an interesting uh way to try and throw people off the scent it's a white rabbit and a red herring he knows what he's doing yeah and I think Tony Khan, I get him putting his foot down. This is actually what he should be doing, especially with him coming under question in terms of being a leader. But from the wrestler's standpoint, and if you look at the AEW locker room, they're actually starting to gel together now. Now the cancer CM Punk is gone, but his top 
three stars as EVPs are also gone right now. But the locker room's starting to gel. They're starting to get that rah-rah spirit going. The last thing that locker room needs is a disgruntled talent. So if somebody's disgruntled enough, it can start that cycle all over again, which wasn't a very pleasant time for AEW. So there may be some exceptions he's going to have to look into in terms of forcing your way out. Please study NBA superstars if you want to know how to force your way out of contracts. There's some legendary stories like when Jimmy Butler showed up to practice and he called out the executives and cussed them out and he took four bench scrubs and beat their entire starting lineup and said, you effing need me, Scott. And then he stormed out and he got traded the next day. So do stuff like that. You'll get traded out of AEW, I promise. Well, Start hanging preach. out with Jackson Riker. And, yeah. uh, oh, no. <laughs> Great. Hey, yeah, both ends of the spectrum. We're not, uh, we're not judging here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What else is in the news? Uh, well, uh, more serious news. Hurricane Ian, of course, affecting Florida. Tony Khan came out, said that his talent does not have to travel to come to TV due to the complications caused by Hurricane Ian out there in Florida. And Tony Khan, of course, has turned into a controversy where people are calling him out whether or not he sent an email. Uh, there was a line tonight on NXT where you can't tell me that wasn't a reference to Tony Khan dealing with all this when they said, hey, if you don't want to show up, then stay home. Don't come over next week or something like that. But uh, it looks like that's a problem. And it's also going to be a problem for NXT as their schedule is affected by Hurricane Ian. Issa. That's true. Yeah, Issa. Yeah, um, I, I I personally appreciate it. I like sending the email instead of calling a meeting, you know, all those videos that could have been an email. Um, people, I don't know. I'm very, I check my emails more than I check my text messages. That's a fun really? fact. I'm very OCD about my emails. Yeah, oh, I clear them every like wow. hour. But um, <laughs> I just gave away how to get a hold of me because those I reply to text, I don't. But um, yeah, I, I just want everybody in Florida to be safe. We just experienced that here. We're still recovering from Fiona here in Puerto Rico. So everybody watching, any, any of our watchers that are in Florida, please be safe. And, and all of our thoughts are with you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, 100%. It's a hurricane season. Very tough in Florida. And NXT, I would imagine that they're going under some kind of reconstruction of that whole set to do the vintage NXT. So who knows if that's going to get affected by all this. Mm, true true i mean it'll be interesting to see i mean nxt will greatly benefit from coming back to live but here's the thing about tony khan's tweet it's like dude get a corporate intranet get like a slack <laughs> channel going like you shouldn't be going on twitter and saying like by like everybody who works for aew is just actually they probably are glued to tony khan's twitter because they're like what's this crazy mf we're gonna say next yeah. uh but like this is not like i don't communicate with my employees this way on Twitter. Yeah, know? because then you're going to get the trolls who are going to make their way into this. If you're going to go out on the sidewalk and have a company meeting, don't get mad when a homeless guy walks in. Like, that's what you're doing. <laughs> but communicating your information on Twitter, and then he goes and gets mad. It's like, what did you think was going to happen? This is wrestling Twitter, too, which is like an even darker corner. Yeah. God, <laughs> I'm surprised we don't have, like, like a parody, like, AEW HR account or something, you know? <laughs> Oh, no, Alfred, a light, light bulb just appeared over yes, Alfred's head. I'm, open up. Yep. I'm getting that verified. I'm getting it verified. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just too easy. But yeah, it's very weird. I mean, Vince McMahon would never communicate, well, probably for the best of Vince. Actually, can you imagine if Vince McMahon was tweeting as employees? <laughs> that would have actually been something. He probably it wouldn't would've... tweet that. He'd probably be like, I still expect you to show up, pal. Yeah. yeah 100%. <laughs> Don't get any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> what else is in the news? 
Final news story, Raw was up only slightly at 1.674 million. Of course, Raw last week went up against two Monday night football games. This week it went up against one, but still not a huge increase. And it looks like these Raws, which were on fire prior to football season, are going to be doing uh, some lower numbers throughout the NFL season. I personally thought that I didn't watch the full episode. I watched a few things here or there, but I personally thought that last night's Raw slap based on the matches that I saw happen. Um, you know, I I mean, they were going against the Giants and the Cowboys, which have two of the biggest fan bases there is. So I'm not surprised that their numbers didn't really improve. They're not at the two million that they did three weeks in a row, but at least it went up from the week prior. I I, I thought they put on a great show, you know, based on the matches that I did see happen. And I watched the main event, Priest and Riddle, I thought was an excellent match. Um, I did see Gargano teaming up with Kevin Owens. Like, I thought that they had some really good action on last night's episode. Hmm. Um, and Friday, SmackDown, Sami Zayn, the honorary. Oh, my Uge. God. I know. I know that I wasn't here to talk to you guys about it, but that segment was everything. <laughs> classic. Yes. Instant Classic. Yes. I, oh my God. Sammy's facial expressions when he thought he was being kicked out of the bloodline was absolutely amazing. Even the crowd, the crowd bought it hook, line, and sinker. There was like a gasp when he first told him to take the shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> I personally uh, completely spaced out after Roman demanded that a shirt came off. I was in the <laughs> hospital with my mom and I'm stripping and my mom is like, what are you doing? So I had to stop. Like, it got messy. <laughs> <laughs> I paid off his mortgage. When Roman Reigns says, I need you to take off that shirt right now, I paid off his mortgage. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Issa. Good to have you back. I know you guys miss me. I know you guys miss me. Even Glenn today was like, are you please coming back? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, hey, Heather. Uh, thanks for uh, checking in. Hope you're doing well in Florida. And everyone, everyone in Florida, it's going to be. Stay safe, sis. I hope you have lots of ice cream to get you through the hurricane. Seriously. Sour diesel ice cream. (laughs) Oh, my God. I ate so bad when my wife was out of town last week that, like, this week has just been, like, back on, like, tofu and kale and, like, trying to get back down. I completely lost my entire routine spending all those nights at the hospital with my mom, like the gym routine, the eating routine. So I'm happy to be back to normal and getting right back to it. I wasn't even ordered like one night I ordered like the really good pizza. Shout out to Pizza 108, best pizza in Vegas. Uh, but one night I was like, like two or three nights I was like, I'm going to get Panda Express and like the vegan orange chicken and chow mein, like not even good food. Like these were just shameful cheat meals, you know? <laughs> Yeah. It's like I just felt dirty after. I was at the mercy of the hospital cafeteria or whatever anybody visiting my mom will bring me. So <laughs> you can imagine how I ate. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about NXT 2.0. Do we have to? Okay. I mean, do we? I mean, I don't know. Quantum Leap had a banger of an episode last night, you know, and I'll go on about that for an hour. Uh, but. Yes, we should talk about NXT 2.0. So much more to talk about in the world. Oh, I finally saw Stomp the Yard the other day after somebody oh, wow. recommended it. It was on cable, and Stomp the Yard was very good. Better than Step Up? Uh, I mean, there's five Step Up movies. There's two Stomp the Yards. But the first Stomp the Yard, like, the story is, like, sophisticated by dance movie standards. Interesting. Very good. And coincidentally, Stomp the Yard is all about step dancing. 
Yeah, I remember seeing it. I don't remember too much of what happened. I'm going to have to rewatch that. Yeah, it was very good. I was very impressed. Uh, so, NXT 2.0. Tonight, the main event. Brooks and Jensen taking on Gallus in a pubs. I keep wanting to say a pubs pub, rules. I keep wanting to say a pubes rule match. A pub <laughs> rules match. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, pubes rule. Do you, do you know what pubs pub rules were yeah it's like a british british pub oh okay yeah they really didn't explain it and they saved the beer to the end i thought they were going to be drinking the entire fight so me i was too. very disappointed me too i was like i would i i thought it was a drinking contest i was ready yeah. to go in there and challenge everybody i mean i thought people it, were going to be buying drinks nothing happened until the end Shots. it was a bold wow. move i mean remember this was like at the end of like five hours of taping that this match went on Kind of crazy. That's the thing. It was all five hours in that same stadium in front of that same crowd in that same Based arena. On my understanding, yeah, because the Good dude Lord. in the "I'm a hugger" shirt. That's like, right. I've seen him for weeks. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but we also know that wrestling fans tend to wear like the same shirts to certain events. So that is you a know. stereotype. And to work. <laughs> I say that as I look over at my stack of the five different shirts that I have to wear when I do this podcast. <laughs> uh so we'll dive into a second, but first we got some super chats. Mia Lee saying, I want to give, uh, I want to, Soul gives me, oh, I want to say Soul gives me Riddle Charlie vibes with a gymnastic background. I want to see her versus Tiff Stratton. Kind of want Andre Chase to win the North American title. Uh, where's Tiffany Stratton? That's a good question. I haven't yep. seen her and she's, she's the lights out, the face of the earth. So yeah. hopefully they didn't turn the lights off on our push, but hopefully <laughs> she's back and better than ever. And Sola has something. Again, her vignettes aren't the greatest, but she definitely has something. You can tell they're excited about her. And Andre Chase, they got to do something with him. I think he's starting to catch fire. He was kind of one of those. You know, if they're going back to the old NXT, Andre Chase would have been perfect in the old NXT. He's that vintage NXT gimmick that gets the crowd involved, and he's got a fun chant that you can say. But he's also a very good worker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. What if Tiffany Stratton couldn't get those cornrows out? And oh my uh, God. it's a hair emergency. <laughs> That's you what's know? She's still at the shop. Oh my god, like the gorilla grew lady. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's at the barbershop. They're just not used to dealing with that type of hair. So they're just having some dilemmas. Stop. <laughs> uh Robin Martinez Buck 99. Nikita is the best Michinoku driver. Uh Nikita, I would say yeah. that, but she's very good. I mean, I thought she had a good night. That Michinoku driver needs work. Uh finisher is still on point though. Yes. I didn't like soul finishers, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, so first match night, uh, or no, first segment tonight was a face-off with Braun Breaker, Dragonoff, and JD McDonough, and they're going to have a triple threat match at Halloween Havoc, and Braun Breaker did the Steiner math-ish promo. Got a huge pop for it. Look at that big star. I'm telling you. Yeah, that's the biggest pop I think Braun Breaker has got in his entire. No, the NXT. biggest pop he got was later when he did the triple threat, triple threat call and response. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, he did the math. Do they make Steiner math T-shirts? <laughs> they should just have a "Do the Math" shirt. Just have it say "Do the Math." Keep it kind of vague. Yeah. You know. Oh, I like that actually. I don't. I don't mind that. Yeah. 
Yeah, then, this opening promo, I didn't real I didn't watch last week, so I didn't know Dragonov was back. So it was like uh like I actually wasn't on social media much. So it was I was like, oh my god, he's back. Um I was excited. The only thing that I don't like, I don't like Brown Breaker on the mic, but tonight he seemed to he seemed a little more comfortable out there. Maybe it was because he knew he was gonna do the math and that was gonna get over with people. I don't know what it was, but I will give him credit on just not being scared of facing anyone. You know, a lot of champions will be like, no, I'm not going to face both of you, but he called a triple threat. Let's do this. So I, I respected that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. It's a good standard, just kind of a babyface champion. I think this match is going to be very good, but there's nothing about this storyline that's really got me excited. It's just, they're trying with JD McDonough, but it's really not connecting. And it's a very weird It's thing. the haircut. It's the haircut. It's the haircut. So when he comes it's out the- and I see his hair, I can't stand him. He looks like he's got the same haircut as Brian Austin Green, like mid nine oh two one oh. Yes. <laughs> You're Still right. It back out. I mean, yeah. like it's the same. Like he could be like like he's like a color me bad reject. Uh like yeah, it's just not a good look. You know what my other favorite thing of this segment was, and I don't know if this is an NXT UK thing, but Dragonoff and JD McDonald's, whatever his name is now, they're like both they're both dressed up in black, all dressed up, and then Brown Breaker just comes out in all denim. Yeah. <laughs> like the difference in, in the people that came over from the UK against like the NXT 2.0 people is so noticeable. It's ridiculous. No, that's probably gonna be the new decree. Is anybody who feuds with Brown Breaker, you wear black so that he comes off as a bigger star. <laughs> It's just think about the pantheon of NXT champions and do any of these three guys. And I know they're very talented in the ring. Great wrestling pedigree. They put on some great matches. But do any of these guys look even as dynamic? You know, you bring that up. And I was doing a watch along and I couldn't help but to remember that um, Dragunov is the guy that beat Walter. Mm-hmm. And it's like you look at Gunther in the main in the main roster right now. He looks so unbeatable. I even have a hard time buying that he at one point beat Walter. I mean, Braun Breaker makes Adam Cole look like Shinsuke Nakamura in terms of charisma. Well, Adam Cole already does have a lot of charisma. I think. I mean, but not as much as Shinsuke. Adam Cole yeah, is like right. second tier NXT champ. I yeah, I agree with that. Especially because player. he got beat by AEW. That really hurts. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Undisputed Era is a big part of the reason why NXT got punished by WWE for losing to AEW. That's their top storyline. Just did not connect with the streets the way it needed to. And it almost cost Papa H's job. Because by the time AEW started being a thing, Undisputed Era has been doing the same thing for way too long. This whole Adam Cole retains because Undisputed Era becomes involved. At first, I liked it. Then it got old after a while. It is weird that Triple H kind of professionally being in love with Adam Cole was his downfall. Yeah, it's From like he lived by the sword and he died by the sword. Is That's the ace that he went with that he thought was going to hurt AEW, and it just didn't work out like that. It'll be interesting because I think that Triple H still values Adam Cole, but it'll be interesting how much this weighs into whether or not they want to bring him back when his contract is up in five years, as Tony Khan will tell you. How, how much does Tony Khan value Adam Cole? Enough to I remind mean, everybody he, that he, his, you know. he had him lost to Orange Cassidy uh, with a hug. So if that doesn't show you value, I don't know what does. Well, there's a lot of stuff like that that happens in AEW. I do think that Adam Cole is one of the favorites there in AEW in terms is of he? them, especially is he, because is he him and Please, please, give, me, please give me some examples. Give me some examples he's of how much Adam Cole has been valued. Well, I mean, he's hurt right now, so he hasn't been on anything recently, but he was booked at or near the main event for essentially his first year. Everybody... 
eventually rots out, especially with so much limited TV time. So everybody's going to find themselves on the outside looking in. But for a very small percentage of his run on AEW, as Adam Cole felt like he was a lower card type guy. He's either in the main event, he's feuding with the Young Bucks through the EVPs, he's feuding with Hangman Adam Page, and he seemed to really always be in the mix. He's losing these feuds. Yeah, which I have no problem with. But he, you know, clearly they like him on national television and bringing... He was undefeated for a long time, though, before they finally started to beat him. He lost to Orange Cassidy. I have no problem with that. I love. I like Orange Cassidy more than I like Adam Cole. Adam Orange Cassidy is a bigger star than Adam Cole, and I will fight anybody that says. I'll that fight. Way. I'll fight them with you. I'm ready to fight you guys. You have 33.3 percent chance of winning. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so after that segment, we had Mandy Rose versus Fallon Henley, and Toxic Why? Attraction's entrance was awesome. They cannot all go to the main roster soon enough. Yeah, but I really like Mandy Rose in NXT. I really do. Yeah, she's improving in the ring. I wish she was a little bit better on the mic. Like sometimes I feel like she's got it, and then they just let her talk for a little too long. Like I wish the, the promos <laughs> were just a little bit shorter because I I start getting behind her, and then she just keeps talking, and then I'm like, okay, enough. You know, it, it, it's a lot more progress than Braun Breaker. As soon as I see him with a mic, I'm like, oh god, here we go. No, I don't feel that way with Mandy Rose, but seeing her in the ring, it's been incredible how. You know how much she's improved. NXT was the best thing that happened to Mandy Rose's career, and now oh, when she boy. comes up to the main roster, you have to treat her like a main star. And I think she needs to go with Toxic Attraction. The Toxic Attraction on the main roster by themselves just hasn't seemed to click, and it doesn't seem like they would track well on SmackDown. I think with Mandy Rose, it would be something. Yes, and she obviously she won this match. Then Alba Fire gave us a promo and gave a message predicting what's going to happen Why did and she, do that? she said and new but guys i think she was sending a secret message oh yeah what was Whoa! oh there you go starting rumors <laughs> she was like if i don't win i'm going to aew it's either and new or aew we cross out the ndn did she get a call i mean, I mean wow Am I wow. wrong? And I thought I was doing—I thought I was doing a good job with this white rabbit stuff, but you just completely killed it. What a citizen detective you are, Glenn Rubin. I know. I spent a good five minutes in Photoshop Express putting that together. <laughs> Why did she have to start the fire? Is that her thing now? Is it's she the fire like starter? Through? Yeah, that, is she gonna be in the movie I mean, or something? Like, like, okay, so here's the deal. Not a good idea for product watched by children, but a pyromaniac gimmick is kind of an awesome wrestling gimmick. Isn't that what Kane did? Uh, I mean... He, he got set on fire more than he... Yeah. I'm just glad that she it, used the hashtag. That's how it ends up. If you don't do it the right way, that's what's going to happen to her. Yes. Yeah, they probably, when they want to kill her off, that's probably how they're going to do it. Butch. Butch. Thank you, Sheed Black, for the super chat. <laughs> And Kelvin Alexander saying Tiffany Stratton's absence sucks energy from the show. Yes, I miss her. People will be excited when she comes back. Oh, definitely. Um, so after this, uh, we saw Apollo Crews said that Grayson Waller got a small taste of vengeance last week after he's, trying to. He's the street champ again. He's doing the yes. whole daydreaming, writing his journal like a '90s girl. I love it. It's also, can a... somebody can somebody tell me what happened to his eye? Grayson Waller tried to blind him. Oh, okay. Yeah, 
He kind of looks like a young thug on the cover of Slime Season 3. If you see that reference, you'll see Young Thug's eyes on that. I'm not explaining that. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's getting a little weird, though. It's getting a little supernatural. I don't know how far they're going to go with this, but I'm intrigued. But we're starting to get into crazy town a little bit with Buffalo Cruz. Is it as weird as the fireball to Drew McIntyre's head on Friday? It's uh, a lot less weird, a little more effective. Just a little bit, though. Ah, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, so in a concerning segment, we had Wesley versus Tony D'Angelo to qualify for the Fatal Five-Way match for the North America Championship at Halloween Havoc. And the X got thrown. Tony D'Angelo injured Ugh. this bout. My heart still hurts. And Do we I know just, since this no. was pre-tape, is he okay? Have we heard anything about what happened? No, I heard that it was an injury. I heard it's a pretty bad injury. I don't even know if they've come out with it, but they said that, you know, as we saw, it seems like they just left a lot of that in. People thought they were going to cut this match because they said they had to stop the match. And then, but they, that's what we saw. Wow. Yeah, it looked, it looked rough. And I hope that Tony D'Angelo is okay. He, I really wanted him to win this match here. I also didn't understand why they put them both in this match when they both probably needed the W. Yeah, <laughs> and they yeah. should have had him face somebody else. But I just hope that Tony D'Angelo is okay. And a special birthday shout out to Tina. Yes, Tina. Happy hey, birthday. Very moving video uh, posted on her Twitter and YouTube today. Uh, hope this year is better than the last. Uh, but yeah, Thoughts with Tony D. Hope uh, he gets better soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sheet Black, Buck 99, saying here's some Chili's money. Variety is a spice of life. And if you like spice, <laughs> Chili's is the restaurant for you. Issa, have you eaten an awesome blossom before? No. Alfred, are you a fan of the blossom? I like blossoms. I've had one in my life. It was very good, but I haven't had one since. But that was from, uh, it was Bloomin' Onion at Outback Steakhouse. Mm. So the key to the awesome blossom is the awesome sauce, which I've learned is basically sriracha and mayonnaise, which is phenomenal. Highly recommend. Put a little paprika on it. Great at home. Put some onion rings in it. A plus condiment. Only oh, uh, chilies. Well, or you know, you just make it. Your... <laughs> yeah, when I learned I can make it myself, now that's what I do. I just literally get out some vegan mayo, put some sriracha in it, put a little paprika on top, and I'm like, good to go, man. Delicious. Uh, uh, people that don't know the awesome blossom, it's like an onion. Uh, Tony Brown, five dollars. Sorry, Mr. Show Isa. Better be. Uh, Tony, it's okay. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't let it happen again, Tony. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We love you, Tony. Uh, so Wesley goes on to the match. Um, he got lucky. He got. He better count his blessings. Yeah, do you guys think he was going to do the job there and then they had to switch to finish? Probably. It's been kind of a weird start and stop story they've been telling with Wesley. It has. Yeah. Um. Oh, Sol Roca. We got a vignette. She was playing a ukulele. But we had an all-time great NXT video package, which was yes. pretty deadly. Oh my god! Showing us pretty deadly's day-to-day -day life. 
It was beautiful. It was my favorite thing in the whole show. This is great. Great. So good. Taking it. I, I, I just watching this made me realize what they remind me of. They remind me of Ace and Gary from uh, the Incredibly Gay Duo and Saturday Night Live. That's what they remind me of. I, I, I need a deadly to my pretty. I, I need a friendship like them too. Also, and also shout out to them when they were like, we don't wake up at 4 a.m. to go to the gym. We wake up around 10 a.m. I'm a 10 a.m. person too, so shout out to them. <laughs> it was a very good promo. Very Bro, good. They were combing so each other's hair. Uh, Going through their wardrobe. Magnificent yeah. hair. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. Um, it, was, it was beautiful. It was a, it was, it was a masterpiece. Piece of art. All just makes me respect them more knowing how much goes into their whole routine on top of the wrestling. I don't know where they find the time. Their gym routine, crazy. Yeah. The Rock is jealous. They said they bask in each other for two to three hours a day. <laughs> Every day. Those Their words. Yep. When they were feeding each other, they scrambled eggs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love Pretty Deadly. It was, I, I, I don't watch NXT UK. didn't watch it. So for me, my introduction to them was NXT. And it was love at first sight for me. And I'm glad they're it so hasn't good. died down. <laughs> No, they're so, so good. Uh, Love this promo. Next week, they're going to address the state of the tag division. But speaking of The Rock, so after my uh, Twitter interaction with uh, Mr. Johnson and his team yesterday. Yeah, I I saw uh, that. Sad to report that today I tried coconut pineapple, Zoa. Not as good as I thought it would be. Oh, Oh, no. White peach, though, is still the bomb. Like, I I, like white peach. I could drink a white peach sugar-free Zoa every day. It's phenomenal. Good to know. I, haven't I don't tried know if I can do three a day like The Rock does, but one a day, I'm good for that. You know, you got to work your way up to three a day. Just a lot of yeah. caffeine, man. It's a lot of caffeine. There's never enough caffeine. How much caffeine do you drink in a day, Isa? I don't know. I don't keep track of it. I know that I can have a glass of co- a big cup of coffee right now and go to sleep. It doesn't affect me. And go really? to sleep? Yeah. Yeah. I can't have caffeine after five o'clock or I'm up to like 5 a.m. Nothing wrong with that. Sleep is overrated. Yes and no. <laughs> oh, good Lord. I realized I just looked at the counter. I'm like, as of today, one year ago today, did the move here to Vegas. Congratulations. Happy anniversary, Glenn. It's weird how that time flies by, right? Yeah. Like, kind of nuts. Um, Sol Ruka made her debut against Amari Miller. Lisa, what did you think of this match? I thought she looked, I, I love the gear because it looked like a wetsuit, right? Like we're going to stick with this with this gimmick. I love the beach waves in the hair. Like I, I respected the presentation based on the video packages that we've been shown. Um, I, I thought the match was good. I thought she looked very athletic. I didn't like the finisher. I don't know if that's how the finisher is supposed to go. I don't know if she's still working on it, but I don't know what you guys thought, but I thought she had a very weird looking finisher that it didn't convince me that could actually finish people in a match. Yeah, I was surprised that that was a finish and the announce team really weren't big fans of it either because they were like, that was a little rough around the edges, but everything else is pretty good. (laughs) So like, I think she just, like you said, I think she's working it out and working through it. Maybe they'll go with a whole new one. Maybe she'll get that better, but it does seem like a really weird finish. Seems like more of like one of her highlight spots that she could do to set it up. Right, right. Like a setup. It didn't feel like a finisher to me, but I thought she had great presentation. I don't want a surfing gimmick on any on any on the wrestling unless it's Shinsuke Nakamura, though. So I'm against mm. the surfing gimmick. I get it. 
That's I understand. I understand. Could you imagine, could you imagine yes. if Vince had been aware of Shinsuke and his surfing before he brought him up to the main roster? Could you imagine the gimmick no. we would have gotten? Shinsuke in a wetsuit carrying his board to the ring. Promos where it looks like one of those used car salesman commercials where Shinsuke's on the board and people are throwing water at him. You'd have to do a slip and slide for the entrance. A slip and slide would actually be a pretty dope. I'm surprised Titus O'Neil didn't get that after uh, what happened. To the <laughs> oh Don't God. give them ideas. Don't you give them ideas. Uh. <laughs> um. So yeah, Saul Rocco won, and uh, Babyface win holding her hand to uh, Miller helped her up, and they hugged. Let's talk about a match I hated tonight and a storyline that I hate with performers that I intensely dislike, which was Cameron Grimes versus Joe Gacy and the schism helping Joe Gacy get that win. I used to love Cameron Grimes. I remember. I used to be delightfully annoyed by Joe Gacy. He was at the yeah. book depository in Dallas. <laughs> Talk about like just the craziest promo. Like, <laughs> Think about that right now. Where John F. Kennedy was assassinated by Lee Harvey Oswald. Where JFK Jr. was supposed to make his miraculous reappearance last year. Joe Gacy went and cut a promo that I'm still not sure what in the hell he was talking about or trying to infer. But just think about that. Think about how nuts that is. That it was happens. his finest moment. <laughs> it peaked after that. It just everything from then on. Went yeah, down the how are you gonna do anything more than that? I think it peaked when he said that the cruiserweight division was uh oh, yes was not inclusive yeah. enough to All different inclusive. body types. Mm. What a missed opportunity. Agreed. Um, so this match happened. Alfred, what did you love about this match? Well, I like that, at least for Cameron Grimes, because I couldn't care less about this. I just want this feud to be over. At least for Cameron Grimes, the crowd seemed to really be into him. Uh, between how he's been booked for the past couple of months, the crowd has been turning on him, and it seems like he's been kind of booed because he's in that horrible, mopey baby face role where he keeps losing. But at least here, it seemed like this crowd liked him. Maybe they were just so loopy from being there for five hours. They'll just cheer for anything. But other than that... I'm ready for this to be over. The match wasn't even that bad, but I'm ready for this to be over. Yes. Butch. Yes. Butch. <laughs> um, Butch. This was bad. I did not enjoy this. Please, please just call Cameron Grimes up to the main roster. Have him become Baron Corbin's investment advisor, and then Baron Corbin loses all his money again. Or shave his face, head, and body, and make him join the dyad. I can't stand either one of them, and I need this to be done. So bad. Joe Gacy just brings everything down. Joe Gacy could be a great, terrible gimmick. It's just a terrible, terrible gimmick. He's just, he just <laughs> needs to go away. Kelvin Alexander with polish. I thought I was going to say with Polish, Saul Ruka is going to be great. With polish, Saul Ruka yep. is going to be great. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. That's I didn't think she was back today. It was just the, the finisher that I was questioning. Oh, speaking of gimmicks, though. So last night I couldn't sleep and I was watching Spring Breakers, which I'd never seen before. Uh, wasn't Riff Raff training with Hulk Hogan for like a WWE run or something back like in 2015? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. Was that WWE or TNA? 
I think it was W. So I was looking up James Franco, you know, obviously based his character alien yeah. on the rapper Riff Raff. And I was like, why has nobody tried this like shitty white boy dreadlock gimmick in WWE? And I searched like Riff Raff wrestling. Cause I was like, some indie wrestler had to have ripped this off. And it was like Riff Raff in the gym with Hulk Hogan. Man. I think maybe Hulk's revelations stop that one cold. Uh, but yeah, apparently that was happening in 2015. 2015 was around that timeline that Hulk Hogan started wilding out. There's a video like in January of 2015 of like Riff Raff training with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and then by August, he's like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> My core fan base is not going to support this. Disregard. <laughs> also, Spring Breakers, not a great movie. It was okay. Really? I enjoyed it. I thought it was weird. I went it into it with a completely weird. open yeah. mind, but I thought it was weird in a good way. And then there Me was too. a scene where they just kept repeating the same dialogue, and I was like, is something yeah. screwed up with my receiver? Because like, <laughs> on the bootleg cable, stuff skips sometimes. Uh, no, I, I admire what they were going for, but I mean, but was it a great movie? No, it was daring, no. but it wasn't great. It was it was right. no uh, Zola. Yeah. Did you watch that finally? <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I, I remember the tweets, the tweet thread, and I've heard good yeah. things about it, but I haven't seen it yet. That was good. Red Rocket was good. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good, like kind of edgier, more underground stuff out there now. Uh, Sheet Black 499 just finished Cyberpunk 2077 Edge Runners. It was good. Reminds me of the great classic Cowboy Bebop. Now I need to play the game. Um, I heard 20 Cyberpunk 2077 was good. I just, you know, I got my PS5, I got everything set up, and I was like, I'm just playing classic. I'm playing like the Parappa the Rapper remaster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard that in years. Parappa the Rapper. Oh, the remaster is nice. They came out for the PS4. I'm playing on the PS5. And I was playing Parappa 2. Parappa 2 is insane. Like, Parappa 2, they really took it up a notch in some weird ways. Uh, but yeah, I'll have to check out Cyberpunk. I've heard good things about it. So, uh, baby, I still me to rewatch Breaking 2 Electric Boogaloo tonight. Uh, love me some Breaking 2. Good times. So, ah. Uh, what else we got? Joe Gacy won that match. Poor yeah, Cameron Grimes. Nikita <laughs> <laughs> Lyons versus Caden Carter. Apparently is one half of the tag team champions. <laughs> I don't know why those titles are still a thing. I can't. I mean, Toxic Attraction, very good as champions. I didn't even, didn't even remember the Toxic Attraction lost the tag team championships. Yeah. They did. Yeah, it was good as a three package deal. Good to see the visual of this group with all the titles, but now that they're off of them, they they really need to go out of their way to try to make them important. Because I agree. Yeah, they you do remember they important. they lost them to Cora and Roxanne, and then Cora threw the title in the trash a week after. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you can't blame us for not really caring who the champions are. Yeah, but <laughs> Zoe and Nikita are gelling. I could see them being tag team champions sooner Me rather than later, and I never would have thought Nikita's first title would be as part of a tag team. Yeah, me neither. I think it's going to be a big deal whenever Mandy Rose does drop that title. And I'd assume it would be to Nikita. But yeah, no, it's really not going to be the Alba Fire. Not gonna no, be hopefully Fire. not. I mean, she did put the hashtag in the and news, so that might be telling she us something. She was signifying she's going to AEW. Uh, okay. Cross out the letters. White rabbit. Flaming rabbit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then there was a... So Nikita looked great. Finisher. Everyone was like, oh, she's going to change her finisher after the injury. I nope. didn't like this match. I thought there was really? a little, a couple of sloppy spots there. Yes. I don't know and, that there was a lot of good vibe or chemistry there between the two of them. I, I wasn't too impressed. 
Sorry, Glenn. <laughs> well, I'm sure next, well, it looks like we're going to have a six woman, a three on three tag based on Alba Fire with her flaming bat in the parking lot. Just Speaking uh, of tag teams, have you guys been blocked by uh, Teddy Long? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I have too. Yes. Gang, Me gang. too. Congratulations, you guys. I would have been offended if I wasn't included on that list of people who are. I didn't know. I wasn't on social media and then everybody was asking on my chat. So I found out tonight. Yeah. I checked it and yes, I have been indeed blocked by Teddy Long. Good, good for us. All three of us, huh? Look at us go. Yeah. We're going places, guys. When you were watching SmackDown in your home, watching him make these tag team matches, did you ever think in your wildest dreams, I'm going to be blocked by that guy on Twitter one day? I never even talked about him or mentioned him. No, me neither. I've never, you know, I I, I like Teddy, Teddy Long, you know, he's great. But yeah. apparently he had been hacked and somebody had gone on a blocking spree sure and cornered Teddy because I mean, he, I don't think he has time. In I game. think he was probably just trying to cleanse his timeline and he's just using that as an excuse. Sure. He's going to go zero followers. Zero yeah. following. <laughs> uh, nice Chase U segment. Oh, Andre I love this. Really good. I they got to do something with this Andre Chase, man. They went after Dave. My favorite part was when somebody was like, you can beat Bug Wagner. He was like, who the F have you beat? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for this segment. Oh, absolutely. This was great. Um, yeah. after... We had a Dave Meltzer reference. Did you see that? Oh, no, no. No. What was the Meltzer? The guy who asked the question, his name was Dave, and he was like, whatever, whatever Dave. That's not a five-star response from you. Oh, <laughs> I missed that. Something Good along those lines. Alfred. Look, Alfred, Alfred pays attention. Alfred pays attention. We should be ashamed of ourselves, Glenn. <laughs> No, this is the half that I did pay attention to. So I'm just, oh, okay. <laughs> you guys are going to have to help me with the other ones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Dragonoff beat Zion Quinn. Of course he did. Congratulations. Congratulations. Zion Quinn for him. is not going places. I didn't realize he was still employed. <laughs> <laughs> That's also a good gimmick. They should do like Milton in office space. Like we stopped paying you a year ago, but you keep showing up. <laughs> that would be great. That's gimmick. actually I'd hilarious. Love to see that. <laughs> Otis could do that. I think Otis could pull that off. <laughs> uh, nice video uh, with Wendy Chu and Last Legend building up their match next week. Yeah, like, I like how it was edited. Wendy Chu's good. And when, she could care, you know, they both have good personalities, but. I still don't know she's why. She's not good. Fighting. She's a heel. She's a horrible person. Terrible. Terrible person. Like horses. Horses are terrible people too. Wait, why are horses terrible people? I don't know, but I have a theory that when the world ends, horses are going to be involved. <laughs> I've told you that I've known multiple people who happen to be women who have gone into like horrible, crippling debt because they decided to buy a horse. Mm. Because it was their lifelong I mean, dream. I to told own a horse. you they're evil. They probably planned it. They probably they wanted to buy a horse, and then the fees, and they'd sell their horse, and it was heartbreaking. And it's just like a horse seems and you like. Know what? And, the, and I guarantee you, the horse was not affected at all by all this strategy. <laughs> yeah, just an aloof animal. It's like I'm glad I didn't buy a pimple. And why do they have the? Why are there eyes on the side of the head? That's that yeah. right there should tell you you shouldn't trust them. No, it's like I'm glad I never bought a boat or a pinball machine. It's like there's some things that are just like money pits that you're never going to get your uh, value out of, you know? Yeah. Tox Kazim, buck 99. I am tired of white rabbit. I want to eat it. Like, Do you want to think of it? 
That escalated. <laughs> I'm not tired of it. I'm sorry. I love all the speculation and all the citizen detective work going on around the wrestling. That's fun. It's the gift yeah, that keeps fun. on giving. It like there was just just when you think you've got all the clues, there'll be another one. Did you see the White Rabbit Records clues where there's this YouTube channel now? Yes. And it led you yes. to a zip code of Wyndham. Uh, and did you see Indiana? the flyers outside of the arena? Like I think yeah. it was on Friday Night SmackDown, people leaving the arena have flyers. The only complaint that I have about the White Rabbit is that the hashtag White Rabbit doesn't have a little rabbit emoji. Like I think it's yeah. time we add it. It's just funny that like 20 years after they've existed, like WWE's finally learning what alternate reality games are. <laughs> Classic WWE. They always learn things 20 years after they're cool. I, I mean, hate to tell you this, but if this is a Bray Wyatt thing, I don't even think WWE learned that. It. it was the old no. Bray Wyatt state of mind. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Uh... If this is not Bray Wyatt. Oh yeah, people are Who, gonna people are gonna be pissed. Okay, let me just put this out there. What if it was Bo Dallas? Let's do it. Let's make go. it happen. Put into existence. Let's get Bo okay. Dallas coming back. What if they keep this whole thing viral and he doesn't show up until after they go off the air? You have to tune into your smartphone to uh, watch the big return. Remember when they used to do that and you could turn into the WWE network to see what was yeah. happening after the show? <laughs> do you remember that? Yep. <laughs> that was like one of the first things I did when I got the WWE network, now that I think about it. I got the WWE network originally because I wanted to watch the Tough Enough after show. Oh, yeah. That's what prompted me to subscribe. <laughs> that was a good season, actually, the year it came out. It was a great season. That was with Patrick, right? And uh, yeah, all Mandy those guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mandy Rose, that's right. And a lot of people that decided they did not want to wrestle or WWE did not want to employ them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but ZZ got that contract for like a year or two. And I still thought uh, Von Wagner was like buff ZZ for the first. <laughs> Man, ZZ lost a lot of weight. Yeah. Oh, what could have been. Uh, Brutus <laughs> Creed versus Damon Kemp ending in disqualification. What happened so to him? He lost it. It was Ooh. so intense. He went crazy. He was wilding out out there. Oh, yeah. He's got a lot of intensity. His, his promos haven't been my favorite, but he's got a lot of intensity in the ring when he like yeah. when he snapped. Very Ken Shamrock-like. Ooh. I can see it. Uh, Quincy Elliott was backstage with Sanga. Zion Quinn walked in and Quincy Elliott told him he doesn't see the X factor that he keeps talking about. So it's like, wow. looks like uh, Zion Quinn is about to lose to Quincy Elliott in a feud. Oh, wow. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I like Quincy a lot. I think Quincy's got way more star power than a lot of these dudes that they keep pushing week in and week out. Yeah, me too. I'm very yeah. excited to see how they handle this. Me too. Um, Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. God, I actually just said their names correctly. Holy shit. Wow. Brooks and Dunn versus Gallus in a pubes rule match. Pub rules. Come as you are. A pubes rule. <laughs> oh my God. I wish I would have specified what the rules were or just call it a, call it a non-DQ match. Yeah. Um, I wanted I wanted tables. something different from it. 
Me too. Or, I wanted pageantry. I wanted them to actually set up a pub. I wanted pageantry. I wanted to see the actual pube so that they could set it up and then they can fight within it. I wanted pageantry. Yeah, I want pageantry in the pubes, man. <laughs> I don't know why. I think that, that tickles me. I think that's the funniest thing you said. Are you thinking about uh, pubes being pageantry? Or or like, I want <laughs> pageantry. They should have been something different because it just felt like a street fight. It did. Yeah. It did. I mean, think about the Jeff Hardy Sheamus pub match. Like, I don't know. That was fun. I mean, in poor taste, night. but fun. Yeah, in very poor taste, now that I think about it. But that was fun. That was different. It was on location. It was one of those pandemic-era cinematic matches. That was cool. Yeah. The build-up was crap because of everything that they brought up. But the match itself, I thought, was a blast. Yeah. Uh, but this was a fine main event. The crowd seemed surprisingly into it again, given that they've been there for, like, five hours. Yeah, and they were they chanting out the tables. Yeah, and they busted out the tables early on. That's how you get a crowd to wake up again. Yeah. They were smart about getting into the action and, and, and waking the crowd up. They they handled that well. I really popped for the guy that was like upside down in tra- inside the trash can for like over five minutes. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was funny. <laughs> but Brooks and Dunn getting that win. Yay, I guess. Yeah, good on them. Oh, Vernon Cully, thank you for the $2 super chat. Hey, thank you. Vernon, Vernon said earlier that he wanted to see mine and Alfred's reaction to the Big Brother finale, which we were talking mm. off the air. And we we're both very excited about the outcome of Big Brother. Extremely. Taylor, the first black woman to win oh. a regular season of Big Brother, first player to win America's favorite and the big prize. Wow. Uh, I'm so proud of her. And the win itself is one of the greatest ever because I thought you, I mean, she was obviously a huge underdog, but the way she was able to change that jury and get them on her side really shows you the importance of jury management, which all comes down to those speeches. And as a former pageant queen, she nailed it. And and you, you don't watch the feeds. The thing that she went through, the bullying, the racism, yeah. like the fact that she was almost evicted every week, like it's, it's a great, it's a great story. So I'm very excited. For her and i think she's gonna get a sponsorship from lace yeah i hope she yeah did you not see right them did you not see them interact on social media like lace already told them to check her dm so i really Excellent. think they're cooking up something for her i love it yeah that is awesome i've never watched big brother but i've heard it is very you're missing good. out you're missing out but the problem is they have the celebrity Big Brother in the UK. There's Big Brother. Like there's there's a lot of Big Brother, man. And also, I, I'm, but I'm actually encouraged to hear you talk about the new season being good because it's like the real world. Like after like four seasons, was like I think we've done enough. You know, it yeah. just became oh, repetitive. Baby eyes talking about Sarah on Challenge. I love Sarah. She's one of my favorite Survivor players. That I, I was highly disappointed on the season finale of Challenge USA with like six people giving up on the finals. It was it was stupid. I, I was wow. highly disappointed on that finale, but I'm happy that she won. So what is Challenge USA? Challenge, you know MTV The Challenge? Oh, yes, yes. So they've been doing a lot of like uh, like different versions of it, and The Challenge USA was just with CBS contestants, so people from Big Brother, Survivor, uh, Amazing Race, and oh. Love Island for some reason. How but, did um, 
Oh, he got eliminated early on. Really? But you know he had a target. Yes, of course. Yeah. He had a target on his back. And he got eliminated on an elimination round. So, I mean, you have your shot your shot of staying in. It's not like you get voted off, right? This isn't a popularity contest. You have to fight to stay in or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was very, very surprised that he got sent home that early. Um, but, yeah, it was both both winners were Survivor players. So, you guys yeah. know how much I love Survivor. So, I was very happy to see that outcome. Very cool. It's so good to have you back, Isa. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, I bring all the shitty reality TV references. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I missed you guys. And I want to say thank you. A lot of people from Wrestling Inc., from, you know, from people that watch my YouTube channel, really reached out and make, to make sure everything was okay, sent well wishes to my mom. So I just want to thank everybody that reached out. Oh, absolutely. Ah, well, it's Tuesday. The good news is... Come midday tomorrow, the work week is half over. Hump day. Yay. <laughs> and Friday night, we'll be back for SmackDown and AEW. AEW is back to one hour this week. You dodged a bullet with that one, Lisa. The two hours. I haven't, I haven't even watched. I didn't, I didn't watch Rampage. I only watched SmackDown this week. But was it any good? Um, it was fine. Above average for a Rampage. But, I mean, yeah. you didn't miss much. Okay. Good and tomorrow know. night, Good. tomorrow night, Soraya, Soraya, like baby to hey, pacifier, she uh, gets to address the AEW universe. Great. Did you guys notice how she debuted it at 9.30 right on brand for the women's division of AEW? Oh, in the death <laughs> slot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm glad she's back. I'm, I'll be nervous if she gets back in the ring, but... I hope they take care of her. That's all I gotta say. That's what Me you missed, too. Issa. You saw a couple. You missed a couple of scary bumps. I saw what happened to Britt Baker. Oh yes, yeah, that was a, a bad. But I was talking about on Rampage, the Julia Hart. I, bump I mean, I, I oh, I saw it. I saw that on. Shout out to AW Botches. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. I did see the clip on Twitter. <laughs> it's very busy weekend for AW Botches. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And Issa, everyone wants to know, are you back on the podcast tomorrow night? I will be here tomorrow to talk all things Dynamite with Justin Labar and Jimmy Corderas. There you go. So, everybody, have a great rest of your week. We will catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast.